0: Here's a question for you. How do you feel and what do you make it mean when other people are upset, angry, sad or disappointed because of something that you said or did? This is a really important question because your answer influences the way that you lead. Let's dive into it in the episode coming up. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. So a moment ago, I asked you the question and how you feel and what do you make it mean when other people are feeling some negative emotions because of something that you said or did. Now, it's a bit of a trick question and here is why. Many of us have been taught as kids and growing up and even as adults that other people or outside events can create our feelings. So someone can make us feel hurt. Someone or something can make us feel sad. Someone can make us feel happy or something can be very disappointing. But what we know, not just from neuroscience and from psychologists Is that our own thoughts are creating our feelings and not the things other people do or the words other people say. Now, for many people, including myself, when I was first exposed to this idea, it was kind of hard to internalize. And I actually think that women may even have a harder time to do this, to understand what it means to take complete responsibility of our own emotions because of our own thoughts and not to blame other people and outside events for our emotions. It's because I think women particularly but also many men, we were socialized to take the blame and responsibility for how other people feel. But again, because our feelings come from our thoughts, that also means that other people's thoughts come from their own brain, not yours. So as you can see, there's two sides to this. One is, are you blaming other people and outside events for how you feel? Or are you taking responsibility and you recognize that it's my thinking, my judgments, my values that then determine how I feel? In fact, when we look at research, we can see that our emotions are only assumptions because our brain is trained to make sense of the world and predict what's going to happen. And that's how emotions are created. I will link to in the show notes a TED talk that I find really fascinating. Check this out if you want to learn more about how emotions are formed. But so... Taking 100% emotional responsibility for yourself means to understand that. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that everyone does out there in the world is all good. In fact, it's neutral, but we based on our values and our beliefs, then classify it as as either positive or negative. And that's really important because that puts all the agency back to you and you are now owning your own emotional life. It's huge when it comes to taking a hold of your emotions, becoming more emotionally intelligent and acting and showing up at work as an empowered individual and not coming from a victim mindset and blaming other people for how you're doing and how you're feeling. So that's one part of it. Now, the other side of this is that when you take 100% responsibility, because you start to understand why you're feeling certain things and the fact that your thoughts are creating your emotions, and you also start seeing how by reframing your thoughts and trying on different perspectives or looking for alternative explanations for why something is happening, you can manage your emotions better. That then also means that any other person that you interact with is creating their own emotional reality. They're creating their feelings and their emotions. So it's not you doing something to them that then makes them feel bad or sad or disappointed. It's what they make that mean based on their own reality, their judgments, their thinking, their perspective. And we can see this, and I'm sure you've experienced this at times, that you can say the exact same sentence in the exact same way to one person and you start having a great dialogue and you say the exact same thing in the exact same way to another person and they're having a completely different reaction. Or you could say something to one person on Monday and there's one reaction and then you say the same thing to the same person on Friday and you get two different reactions. Why is that? It's not because of what you said, not your responsibility. It's because of their inner world, what's going on for them, the thoughts that they're having, the context that they're in, and all of that. So when you understand this, not just intellectually, but you really embrace this idea of emotional responsibility in the workplace, you become so much more effective And delivering constructive feedback, it's easy for you to do and therefore you'll do it more frequently, you'll be able to sit through the discomfort when someone else is having a negative reaction, you'll be able to share bad news easier and more effectively, and also more compassionately. You'll be able to share mistakes if one happens. You'll be better prepared to, let's say, quit a job or decline a request. It'll be easier to stop people pleasing for those people pleasers out there. And on that note, it'll be easier for you to say no because you'll be able to sit with someone else's disappointment because of the decision that you've made. And all that is possible when you start to embrace the fact that you're responsible for your emotions and everyone out there is also responsible for their emotions. Whether or not they understand where emotions come from and whether or not they embrace this same idea, it doesn't matter. It all starts with you first. It starts with you being okay with other people's negative reactions, because you are simply not responsible for and not in control for their beliefs about you, their thoughts about you or their feelings about you. You have no control over it. You are simply responsible for your own actions, your beliefs and your words. That's where your responsibility lies. So when you notice someone else being disappointed, you can go back and think, did I deliver this in the way that I wanted to? Did I show up the way that I needed to in order to honor myself, the team, my role, my responsibility as a leader? Did I do all that and then I can be okay with someone else feeling disappointed or sad? In fact, I can feel compassion for them. Because think about it. If someone's feeling sad or angry or disappointed because of bad news that you're giving them or because of tough feedback, Think about it. If you put yourself in their shoes, you could say, like, I get it. Like, this is hard to absorb. This is hard to digest. I feel you. I would probably have a moment and I needed to breathe about this and think about this, too. It's okay. It's okay to have any kind of reaction. There's no judgment, no shame for how they're feeling, even if they start crying. That's okay, too. You don't know everything that's going on for them. You don't know their inner world view, right? And all the things that are going on for them. So any reaction, whether that's anger or sadness, crying or, or just having a stone-like reaction and not showing any emotions, we don't know what's going on for people. We actually can't even read emotions in people's body language. This is another issue that Dr. Lisa Faltman Barrett is addressing. Is that she's saying we're all trying to read emotions from people's body language and then we think that we know what's going on for them. That's not true. Yes, we can make assumptions and then be compassionate, or curious based on that, but always being keenly aware that this is an assumption and it's not the truth. So when you let someone else have a reaction, right, and you feel compassion for them because you're now okay with it. Life becomes so much easier. Leadership becomes so much easier. You'll be empowered to actually step into the role, honor your role, show up as the leader that you need to be in order to create the workplace that you want. Maybe maybe it's setting a certain standard in terms of behaviors and accountability that you're looking for, to empower and coach people, to, to encourage accountability, to have tough and difficult conversations in order to elevate the team or to, f- to help people grow on their own. And sometimes that does mean that this is not the right place for them. But you're not shying away from the conversation. You're actually able to address it because you realize in order to honor myself and my role and my position here and my values, this is what I got to do. And then their emotional reaction is going to be okay. Like I can feel compassion about it. Now, I know you might be listening and you're thinking, wait a second, this is kind of crazy. And totally get it. Most of us have never been exposed to this idea that emotions are not created by other people, but by our own thoughts, and that we're way more empowered and in control and develop higher EQ if we start to not only understand, but also embrace that specific idea for ourselves, but then also for the people that we work with in letting them have their own emotional reactions. This is not something that most of us have learned as kids. Most of us have grown up with this belief that other people... Can make us feel hurt. Other people and other things can either create our happiness or take away our happiness and create sadness or anger. Many of us think that if someone is yelling at me or showing me the finger on the road while I was driving, my appropriate response is to show them a finger back or to get angry or to honk. And we think it is not because of my reaction and my thinking, it's because someone else did something. To me so it's most appropriate for me to give that back that's how many of us have developed our emotional framework but that's very reactive and especially as a leader taking control over your emotional reactions and not letting emotions get the best of you is huge so staying calm cool and collected when chaos breaks out when fires burn when it gets heated It's a huge aspect of magnetic leadership because people will feel drawn to the safe space that you create because you got your emotions in control. They will feel drawn to you because you're creating a level of certainty and calmness and collectedness during times of high stress. Your emotions are contagious in a way that if you're starting to freak out, now other people will start thinking Oh my God, my boss is freaking out. I think I should be freaking out too. There must be something really wrong. At the same time, if you can stay calm, cool, and collected, while you can't control other people's reactions, you do send a positive signal showing that this can be handled, showing that you'll be okay. The team will be okay or the client will be okay or the team member who maybe dropped the ball on something or messed up big time, that they'll be okay. So high emotional intelligence, the ability to manage your emotions in meetings, when it gets heated, in tough, stressful situations is a huge part of becoming a magnetic and effective leader. Now, before I end this episode, I also want to address this one question that often comes up in terms of kindness, like isn't the kind thing to do to sort of respond to other people's reactions and maybe tone down my message or postpone the the decision and so forth because of the emotional reaction that other people are displaying. So here's a different perspective on this to consider. Oftentimes when we are seeing other people have a negative emotional reaction to something that we do or something that we say, we're then altering our behavior because we don't want them to feel something negative because their negative emotions makes us feel bad. So we now feel guilty or now we feel shame or now we feel we screwed this up or we're not a good leader, we're not a good manager because they are not liking us right now because they're feeling disappointed of what I said. Maybe I messed this up. Now, we are trying to create positive emotions in other people so that we can feel better. Think about this. Happens in your personal relationships too. We want other people to be happy, not only for their own happiness, but also because it makes us happier, knowing that they're happy with us. So this can get to the point where you're using others and you're almost manipulating their emotions to feel better about yourself. It's the opposite of true kindness. True kindness is when you can have compassion for their hardship, for their emotional reactions. Even if you know they're the ones creating it, you're feeling compassion for them because you understand, right? Whether or not they blame you or they understand that it's themselves creating the emotional reaction, that doesn't matter. True kindness is having compassion and letting them have their own emotional experiences, You're now allowing them to think and feel however they want without making it mean anything about you. The moment you start taking responsibility for other people's emotions, you're constantly trying to manage and control that. That is not true kindness. It's also not like this authenticity. You're not showing up uh, and honoring yourself and your role and showing up in alignment with your values. You're controlling others. And you're trying to do this when you actually can't, right? So this is really hard and it will make you way less effective as a leader. When you can let others have their full range of their emotional experiences, you can be more present, you can be more compassionate, whether or not they perceive this as kindness. You are now in alignment with how you want to show up and you're doing the right thing. You're not doing the easy thing because it's going to make you feel better about yourself and everyone else feels good about you, you're doing the right thing. And this is a huge concept and a big part of the work that I do with clients because understanding it intellectually is one thing and then actually applying it and seeing it in use is a whole different ballgame. And it goes back to defining really clear values, really clear principles and getting the guidance and support in actually making that change. Once you do, relationships at work and in your personal life will never be the same again. They will change and you will unlock a whole new level of leadership in your life. Again, both in your personal and in your professional life. Understanding this and researching the topic of emotional responsibility has changed my life and it's something that impacts me on a daily basis if this resonated with you and you have colleagues or friends who would benefit from hearing this as well, please do pass it along. Sharing this episode and bringing this idea to more people is what will change the way we lead one person at a time and I would hugely appreciate it. So think of one person that will benefit, grab the link to the episode and pass it along. And that's what I'll leave you with today. Thanks so much for tuning in, for embracing this thought. I hope you're thinking about it some more. I will We'll add another TED Talk down below if you want to dive deeper into understanding where emotions are coming from. And if you want to learn more about how I support leaders in building their awareness, developing their leadership principles and their repeatable and effective leadership system, then schedule a free Leadership Accelerator call. You'll find the link to that in the show notes as well. I'll be back with another episode next week and you'll find me in the podcast app of your choice or visit RamonaShaw.com forward slash podcast. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.